0: Hello one and all, welcome back to the airport. A slight difference this week, Maggie and I are reunited.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I actually see Omid right now everyone, this is a game changer.
0: This is also a great sign that we as just a a planet are like slowly moving back to. Attempting
1: to anyway. Yeah, Yeah. some
0: some kind of normality. Yeah, Omid and I are
1: in the office. We are six feet apart, <laughs> but <laughs> we are at least in the office together for this podcast today.
0: Exactly. It's good to see you. And I think that's quite apt because this week's episode, we're really looking at royals back at work after yeah. the summer break. Um, we've got the first overseas visit for Prince mm-hmm. William or for any member of the royal family. And of course, we saw Camilla back out in action. With um, dogs. Which with you dogs. Know I, love. <laughs> I know you're itching to get back into Um, And, of course, we'll be looking into the Sussexes. Of course, they made headlines Mm. once again this week with the repayment of the renovation works for Frogmore Cottage. Came in very handy after that Netflix deal. We'll have more information (laughs) on that. Uh, But our week really started with the Queen heading back to Sandringham. Mm. Um, This was, you know, slightly unexpected news because, of course, she had been up in Balmoral for the summer. And I think people expected her to return to Windsor Castle and the news from Buckingham Palace was that she's returned to Wood Farm on the Sandringham Estate, which for anyone that doesn't know about Wood Farm, it's a very modest cottage. We're talking five bedrooms, a kitchen that was only just recently (laughs) renovated because no one ever used it. But of course, it's where Prince Philip has spent a lot of his retirement time uh, since stepping back from his public duties. And so it's quite a cosy space for the two of them but it's where that they'll be based uh at least between now and the fall uh bucky and palace confirmed that the queen will be returning to bucky and palace for events this fall despite the ongoing pandemic but say that things will be kept under review and will of course be subject to all relevant guidance and advice.
1: Yeah, it's gotta be tough to be planning right now. I mean, it's tough just for us normal humans to be planning, but imagining you're the queen, you already have so much security, you're dealing with these events that take months to plan. Uh, and now you know here in, in the UK, the government just changed its guidance on the number of people that can be together in a group. Um, so trying to plan events on top of all of this, it's, it's quite a challenge. Yeah,
0: This move back to the Sandringham Estates You know, it's not usually something that the palace would put out a press release Mm. for, but the information was shared with all the royal correspondents, and I think there's something to be sort of seen in that. You know, in the fact that for this nation, who obviously went into lockdown Mm. with the Queen, sort of at the head of that, she gave that public address to everyone, uh, breaking the norm a little, because we don't usually see her speaking outside of the Christmas speeches and other times, and. I think that ability to unify a nation at a time of unrest is so important and so it's just as important to also show the nation that she is sort of moving back to normality of sorts of course with the confirmation that she Mm -hmm. will be taking engagements on at buckingham palace um she will still operate in a shielded bubble of sorts um this is a very small group of staff Um, that have sort of access to her and are working with her but it's much smaller than usual and Mm -hmm. I'm sure it's been an interesting time for all of them but being at Wood Farm is very different to being at any of the bigger homes.
1: I was just thinking that though as much as I love hearing about the Queen coming to some of these new engagements hopefully soon and you know actually making some moves. My other reaction is take care of this woman, please (laughs) surround her, put her in a bubble. You know, I think it it, is a great sign that we're trying to figure out how to uh, keep living and hopefully keep numbers low enough of infections that we can all get back to work at some point. And so the queen is really stepping up to show people how to do it. Um, But I'm also like, just take care of yourself, please, ma'am.
0: Absolutely.
1: <laughs> <laughs> like, let's not forget you're important and you're quite old at this point, And so let's just like protect her.
0: She is a global treasure. Yeah. <laughs> um, and, th- and the same goes for Prince Philip. Um, in fact, the palace mm-hmm. say that arrangements for him in October are still under discussion. Um, and there's no word on what engagements and audiences even the Queen will attend mm. in person. But at least she'll be sort of present yeah. at Buckingham Palace, which I think to have that flag flying in London means a lot for the country mm. and for the capital because of course it shows things moving back to normal and for a family that are so driven by optics mm. i'm sure every thought goes into making these moves.
1: That's a good point. I mean, I remember at the very beginning of lockdown when we first started chatting for the first time, you know, on phones instead of um, in the <laughs> office like we are now. We kept saying when we start to see the royals out and about again, that'll be a major sign that we're trying to figure out how to live and how to work through this virus and how to move forward as a country. And so all of a sudden now we are kind of seeing them out and about, obviously in a limited capacity with a ton of precautions and staying safe. And hopefully they can use their platform as an example for the rest of the country, you know, how to do it safely. It's been great to see them, um, you know, sheltering if they have to shelter or wearing the proper face shields and face masks and traveling only appropriately. Um, so it's good to see them sort of leading by example. If they're going to go work, do it in a proper and, and safe way.
0: And acknowledging the people who have made it mm-hmm. safe. This week was emergency services week. Um, and that was uh, particularly celebrated on September the 9th. And we saw Prince William fly over to Belfast.
1: This was major.
0: This was and I actually didn't It somehow didn't occur to me that this was a big deal (laughs) until the day of when Mm -hmm. I realized this is the first time that we have a member of the royal family uh, traveling overseas for an engagement.
1: Yeah, on an airplane.
0: Yeah. This, That's huge. This puts us back to a similar place to where we were before. And, of course, this was was particularly important, not just because it was emergency services day, mm-hmm. but also because Prince William himself is also from that community. He was mm-hmm. a first responder. He flew for the East Anglian Air Ambulance Service. And so it was apt that he was the man that flew over to do that engagement. And we saw him speaking with first responders, in Belfast and also addressing the police training college also in Northern Ireland. So mm. a good day for him. And um, we also heard him thank those who've been on the front line during this pandemic, uh, keeping the nation going and people safe. Each and every day, people from teams across the Blue Light community are called to the scenes of dreadful incidents. But as you care for us in our time of need, so too must we ensure that we are there for you when you need it the most. We must assure you have the right support in place each and every day. And I know firsthand that even in routine circumstances, those of you on the front line can face immense challenges that can naturally have a significant impact on both your physical and your mental health. Given what we ask of you, we must do all we can to look out for you and to help you to look out for each other.
1: It is kind of amazing as we're sort of chatting about this and it's a landmark um, visit because he was the first royal to get an airplane and to show people what that future could be like. Um, but did you ever think, uh, say a year ago, that we would be making such a big deal out of a trip to <laughs> Belfast? I mean, these are people that go all over the world. You've been to Australia with them and Africa and the Middle East and, you know, everywhere. And going to Belfast seems like revolutionary right now. I went, Um, I've gotten so used to just... I, spending my time in my neighborhood and I went to East London this weekend and then you would have thought I was going to like a different country. It was my first time like out of my neighborhood and I was like, wow, I'm really doing it guys. <laughs> That's small, how I feel about Belfast. small <laughs> steps
0: in that direction are encouraging. It's true, yeah, and I think it really is. for all of us, I think just having a little change as well. Mm-hmm. I think we all had that Zoom fatigue at some point. Yeah. I think members of the Royal Family were no different. Um, mm-hmm. Certainly I noticed in the coverage of those Zoom engagements, the interest did start to wane after all, because it's so hard to make the yeah. make the engagements look different. Uh, during William's day of engagements, we also heard him talk about uh, his own mental health when he was working mm. as an air ambulance pilot, um, and it reminded me of a conversation I had with him some years ago when he was actually doing the job. And I'll n- never forget what he said to me. He said that he would often come home from work after a day out uh, doing his job, and that it was so hard to just switch off from the things that he had seen throughout the day. Um, Of course, he's coming home to a loving wife and children, but he said that there were many times where he would need just a moment by himself in front of the television, because he was so emotional by what he had seen throughout the day. And so there was just that short moment Mm -hmm. of transition needed before he sort of steps back into his role as a dad and a husband. And I think it's, again, this is why it's important or relevant for him to be doing an engagement like this because he genuinely understands the pressures that that community has faced throughout this pandemic because it has stretched resources to their limit and also the emotional well-being of those working on the front lines who are still at it to this moment. It hasn't slowed mm. down for them.
1: That is such a good point. Something to remember, you know, even as, royals are going back to work and we're able to come back to the office one we wouldn't be here if it wasn't for so many people that risked their own lives and sacrificed so much to get us to this point and also like as you said are still doing it i mean our healthcare workers i think of um, people who were uh, still making sure public transit ran and the grocery stores stayed open all these people that really took these great risks during the uh, heat of lockdown and the heat of this pandemic to get us to where we are uh, they're still doing it you mm. know they still are going through those stresses every single single day and so it's great to continue to acknowledge that i know we used to have the the clap and i know places like new york city and other around the globe all had the clap and you know just because maybe it doesn't happen every day at seven o'clock anymore doesn't mean it's still not a good time to continue to acknowledge all the sacrifices that people are making and the fact that you know this is ongoing Mm. we are coming back a little bit but it's slow it's going to be with us for a while and so that drag on your mental health is serious and uh, we have to pay attention to it
0: absolutely do you know what other heroes should be celebrated in this Ew. day? <laughs> medical detection dogs. Maggie. Oh my God, thank
1: you so much for bringing up this story. When Omen and I were meeting before this podcast, I was like, can I please take lead on this story? Because Eddie... any <laughs> this was like the highlight of my Royals week was Camilla with the medical detection dogs. First off, we need to train Yoshi to become a medical detection dog because I feel like he'd be excellent at it. Maybe
0: <laughs> it's hard like, to keep him uh, from sleeping. Okay, fair <laughs> enough.
1: Fair enough. Um have you heard much about these dogs? They're incredible.
0: I was just impressed or blown away by just how specific they are. Yes.
1: They can smell out things like cancer, like Parkinson's. And we've been working with them for a while in the medical community. And Camilla has worked with um, this community as well, the medical detection dogs, and has been a patron for them for quite some time. And so uh, it was interesting that she was kind of the first one to to go uh, really help recognize them. And we've been talking about them for a little bit, but the training's been really successful. And the government's now saying, this organization's now saying, they're hoping to put these dogs to work by Christmas time in the airports. Now, this is fascinating fascinating because not only uh, would it help screen for passengers that are sick, but uh, asymptomatic passengers as well. They can sniff out the disease in to make sure they don't get on the flight it would be groundbreaking and Camilla is the one that said that actually she said this is groundbreaking how great Mm. that this type of research is being done here in the UK and she really um, promoted it. She also asked for more volunteers because right now they're looking for people who actually have uh, COVID-19 to donate things like their clothing so the dogs can learn that smell. Um, So that's kind of what they're struggling with right now to get those volunteers so she was there to raise awareness to show the great work that they're doing and to remind people like myself I was blown away that this could be put into action by Christmas time you know of some of this travel and make people feel safer on airplanes um also it was just really cute to see her play with the medical detection dogs yeah. who are really hard-working but also adorable
0: well she wore a visor instead of a mask yes. for this engagement and one of the reasons she said that she wanted to wear the visor was so people could see her smile <laughs> so we know Camilla's <laughs> she a do- the a dog dogs. woman she rescued two from Oh, the here's dogs my home. question
1: for you then do you know the name of her dogs she has Ooh. two
0: Bell. Jack. Yes. I don't remember the other one. Beth. Beth.
1: I'm impressed though. <laughs> All right, that's for omen. I pay attention. They're two little Jack Russell terriers.
0: <laughs> but you mentioned these dogs and I I wondered how exactly they hone in on smells such as mm-hmm. this and it says that biodetection dogs are trained to find the odor in those diseases in samples such as breath, sweat, mm-hmm. and urine. So that makes sense.
1: Dogs have incredible smells. And like we said, it's amazing. You know, they've been used in the medical industry uh, to, to sniff out other diseases. And we see them already at work in airports as bomb-sniffing dogs. So it makes sense to put those two things together and put their skills to work in the airports mm. where or in other also uh, closed spaces. They say they could work as well.
0: Yeah, so. rapid screening, they say, mm-hmm. up to 250 people uh, per hour. It's amazing. Which is incredible. I yeah. Mean, who needs technology, eh? We already have the puppers.
1: (laughs) Put puppers to work.
0: Well, after the break, we'll be catching up with the Sussexes on the other side of the pond as they finally put to rest the talk about Frogmore Cottage (laughs) renovations. We'll have more on that in a second. Well, welcome back. We spent much of 2018 talking about Frogmore Cottage, uh, the new home or the then new home. Of the Duke and Duchess of Sussex on the Windsor Castle estate. Um, it was uh, used for many years as staff quarters. It was an old house converted into five apartments and to convert it back cost 3.1 million dollars in renovation cost. Since then I feel it has been the topic of conversation when it comes to talking about the Sussexes mm-hmm. and the money it costs uh, to support them and their works and I would say it's fair to say it's been the one thing that's really hung over their heads since mm-hmm. stepping back from the royal family. The couple themselves said that they wanted to repay for those renovation costs as they separated from the sovereign grant to take on that financial independence. Uh, but what was initially thought to be a repayment plan saw Harry very recently pay the entire thing <laughs> off in one go. I like that energy.
1: It's <laughs> <laughs> <Just> like, enough. <laughs> That's a mic drop. Exactly. How important was that, you think, uh, to just sort of be done with it now? To just say, listen, instead of any type of installment plan over the next 10 years, where this is going to constantly be a story, I just want to get this off my plate. I don't want to have this hanging over
0: me anymore. Well, you know, it's only been five months since mm. they officially stepped back. In March thirty first was not that long, ago. it may Stop. feel like five oh years. Stop. Oh my gosh. <laughs> yeah. But that, that announcement that they wanted to repay the costs was completely voluntary. There was no request from the royal family or the crown estates.
1: And there's no requirement either? They have to repay it or not okay. at all.
0: And in fact, when we look at other members of the royal family, they have all afforded that mm. same privilege of their working residence to be covered, or at least the renovation costs to be covered by the sovereign grant. Now the sovereign grant is sort of a mix of government funding, uh money raised from the Crown Estate, which is the sort of working estate of all royal residences. Of course, many of them are open to the public. It was very recently that they announced that they'd be doing outdoor cinemas on the Sandringham Estate. Oh, yeah.
1: I want to go, by the way.
0: Yeah, me too. Yeah,
1: okay. We'll talk about it later. (laughs) 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 Uh,
0: So, and of course, the British taxpayer also contributes to that. That equates to about $2 uh, per British citizen a year. And this is, of course, something that's always open for debate and discussion, much needed because, of course, it questions the relevancy of the monarchy and how much Mm -hmm. they cost us and what we benefit from or what, as a nation, we get from that in return. Of course, Harry and Meghan stepping back so soon after that public purse was used to pay for the home opened up the discussion of whether it was actually worth it. And I think both of them very keen to stop that Mm -hmm. in its tracks announced plans to repay it, but there was never really any specific details given. Now, of course, very recently, they signed a landmark (laughs) Netflix deal for five years, believed to be about five years, uh, to produce scripted shows, Mm. uh, documentaries, docu-series, Uh, children's animation, you name it. Uh, It's pretty spectacular. But of course, this also gives them that financial independence that they wanted and Mm. they said that they were going to get. And in five months time, that's an an incredible achievement. And I think for them, that desire to truly break away from the things that people have criticized them for or are at the center of debate, um, this has been, I think, a moment. Well, I know it's been a moment that has been a huge (laughs) Uh, one of relief for them. In fact, a source close to Harry said that he was very keen to move on from this and it was a huge weight off his shoulders when that repayment was made. Mm.
1: Is the timing any coincidence? I mean, is it obvious that the Netflix deal came through and that's kind of where the money came from to pay this off? Or do you think that it just happened to be all kind of in the same few weeks that that these two Mm. big money deals happened?
0: You know, there's probably more to it than mm-hmm. I think anyone would ever think. Uh, there is probably, I'm sure there's an accountant that has looked at <laughs> tax costs for that year mm. or is it wiser to do it this year or next year? You know, I'm sure there's all an all manner of stuff. When you're going dealing
1: on. with millions, it's more than just a split second decision, I'm sure.
0: <laughs> this was a couple that were both. Well, off, it's fair Mm. to say, before any sort of Netflix deal. But what this deal has given them is financial security Mm. for the future. You know, of course, there's always been this conversation about Prince Charles and his offer to support them financially using money from the Duchy of Cornwall uh, moving forward. Because, of course, Harry and Meghan are paying their own security costs, and, you know, that's a huge sum every year. Um, But I think, again, the couple have been very keen to just establish themselves as independent. And in fact, sources confirmed to ABC News this week that they are officially uh, cut off uh, Mm. voluntarily from Prince Charles's purse. In fact, uh, whilst there was talk about him contributing to the cost of their home, that's not true. They paid for it themselves. They have a mortgage like most of us and you know maybe a little
1: bit higher uh, yeah, maybe a little bit more than most of us but yes yes it's still a mortgage
0: <laughs> and I think again this just shows how keen they are to truly mm-hmm. be independent because I think when you have things like a I don't want to use the word debt because they don't necessarily owe that, owe that money for Frogmore Cottage but when you have things like that looming over your head it's an excuse for for other things to be used Mm -hmm. against you. And, you know, there are in a probation period with the royal family at the moment uh, in terms of stepping away that lasts until next March. And I think that for them, rather than leaving the door open until then, they want to use this time to prove that it can stay shut.
1: Oh, that's interesting. Uh, So to clarify too, because I think, you know, as an American, I'm not as informed about how sort of all of the royal workings work when it comes to getting paid, if if you will. Mm. And you explain, you just kind of went through some of it. But it's interesting. So someone like, so William and Kate, say, who are still working royals, where, how do they get paid then? And, and what are they exactly paid for? I mean, what are the expectations mm. if you are paid from the public?
0: Well, as a working member of the royal family, your uh, professional activities mm. are covered by the sovereign grants. And on top of that, the home that you live in or sort of Mm. the uh, current working residences, which is Kensington Palace in London and Anne Hall, and anything outside of that wouldn't be covered. But if there are renovation works required, uh, say on the driveway uh, leading up to 1A, their apartment at Kensington Palace, that would be covered by the Sovereign Grant. Um, And it's, of course, all of these accounts are made known every year through the sort of annual reports. And there's always debate over how much has been spent, how much has travel for a foreign trip cost, or was it wise to use a plane instead of a train to get somewhere? You know, I think these will always be, they'll they'll have to be transparent with that money spent. Um, And if you're a working member of the royal family, your work should speak for itself. And there's that valid argument that the money needs to be spent. Now, of course, what doesn't get revealed is how much is spent on royal security. So someone like Prince Andrew, who is no longer a working member of the royal Mm. family, still receives a large amount of money for security. And that's not included or uh, sort of shown in any of the financial reports for security reasons. I mean, legitimately, I think if you were to discuss how much someone was spending on security, that is sensitive information that Mm -hmm. could compromise their safety should the figure may not be as high as one would think, or so on.
1: But it is certainly interesting that someone like Prince Andrew, who obviously is shrouded by a lot of controversies right now, to say the least, uh, is having a security paid for, and doesn't seem to necessarily rock the royal family. Um, but there's a lot of controversy around Frogmore Cottage getting paid back. It doesn't quite seem to add up.
0: Exactly. Well, he lives on the Royal Lodge, uh, also on the Windsor Estates, mm-hmm. and that was uh given to him uh after the queen mother passed away in 2002 it's a grade 2 listed building um but obviously requires constant upkeep mm. and renovations and that would much to probably to the pain of the british taxpayer come from the public purse
1: That is, you understand why people care so much. And now that I'm a British taxpayer myself, (laughs) you understand all of a sudden you're like, wait, hold a minute. My salary is going towards these renovations. So you kind of want to know what's getting renovated and who is getting benefited by these renovations as well. I mean, to know that your money is paying for uh, a, a driveway that may need to get redone or for Prince Andrew's new kitchen. I don't know, you can see why people really want to know where their money's going.
0: Exactly. And so I think it was very smart of the Sussexes to truly draw that that line. Um, One could argue that there's very little left for them to Mm. be criticised for. And it'll be interesting to see what that commentary will be moving forward. And I was quite surprised to see certain commentators in British papers admitting that this was sort of the last baton Mm. used to sort of smack them Uh, because, of course, it was such a controversial subject. It'll be interesting to see what's left to discuss or whether they truly can thrive in some sort of peace. Well, I
1: guess the other question with that, too, is if this is sort of the last thing that people could criticize them about, too. How many more things are really tying them to the royal family anymore? I mean, if this is one... Yeah, yeah. Interesting
0: so of course and, and you know that I think the couple made it very clear that any work that they do mm-hmm. moving forward although not working members of the royal family will continue to uphold the traditions mm-hmm. and values uh, of Queen Elizabeth and I, th- I can't see them straying from that of course yeah. we've seen wild rumours about Diana documentaries on Netflix and so on, and I think we're quite far from the truth. But we did hear from the Netflix CEO this week uh, that there are several shows or series in development as part of Harry and Meghan's production deal, with Netflix and we'll be seeing at least one of them as soon as 2021. Wow,
1: really? I didn't know that So we're not that far away.
0: There is a lot of excitement at Netflix about this deal. I'm sure.
1: It's a big (laughs) get for Netflix. I mean, and it's a big get for Harry and Meghan. It's good for, I guess, all parties involved.
0: Exactly. We haven't heard much from the couple about the deal since it was announced, but we did hear from Harry this week when he released a video message to offer his support to military veterans taking part in the Walking with the Wounded trek. Uh, He shared a video message of support for soldiers on the official launch of the Walk of Oman, which is gonna see a team of ex-service personnel trek 400 kilometers across the country, including parts of the world's largest sand desert.
1: These veterans will need to summon incredible physical and mental strength. For more than
0: a decade, Walking with the Wounded has supported veterans who have faced physical and mental injuries. All who have been socially disadvantaged because of their service. I am proud to once again support them and support the veterans whose determination, courage and resilience is a credit to all of us who've served. I think it's great to see Harry still uh, being so active in that military veteran community um, and I think it was particularly meaningful that this video came out this week because of course there was a report at the very start of the week, claiming that Prince Harry had let down uh, the Invictus Mm. community because a deal, or a supposed deal, with Amazon to stream a concert raising funds for the Invictus Foundation was cancelled after the Netflix deal was made, or at least that's Um. what the report suggested. Until, of course, Harry's lawyer stepped in, (laughs) sending a legal notice to the Sunday Times for misinforming readers about the reality of the situation. And I'd spoken to sources, and this was something that was in, uh, at least in talks, a production company here in the UK had Mm. suggested uh, that it would be a great idea to raise money for the Invictus Foundation with a concert in California next uh, sort of Q1, Q2, Easter time. Uh, of course, during the middle of COVID, it's very hard to yeah, sell tickets. Yeah, concerts
1: are difficult right now.
0: For a concert, uh, not possible. And so the plans were shelved. And that's really as far as it goes. Mm. Harry remains, of course, committed as ever to the Invictus Games. We'll be seeing him hopefully travel to Europe, to The Hague for the Games next year provided things Mm -hmm. uh, remain somewhat safe Um, but I think uh, we can see just how strongly he feels about his support for that community because I don't think Harry is always the kind to sort of rush to throw legal letters at things despite how it may seem but I think when it came to this particular issue it was something that he wanted to protect
1: well, something that's obviously so important to him for so many reasons, something he lived through himself. So I'm sure he wanted to set the record straight. It's not just a tabloid story. It's something that must have cut very deep.
0: Absolutely. And if you want to hear more of the records being set straight, stick with us <laughs> every Friday. <laughs> for the latest news on the Royal Family on the airport. Maggie, it's been fun as always. It's so
1: great to see you in person too. <laughs> Next time we just have to get Yoshi in here and then it'll really be a party.
0: I I think we will have to plan some adventures. <gasps> over the
1: I agree. That's a tease, people. That's a tease. <laughs>
0: thanks again for all your messages i have been building up the questions that you're sending over maggie and i will be including A Q&A in future episodes uh, maybe on a regular basis yeah, depending like on that. what's coming in i've been seen seen a few spicy ones
1: Ooh, let's mix. get
0: spicy <laughs> so if you want your question answered uh, whether it's about royals from the past or present um or if you're just curious about something that we've already discussed <laughs> uh do reach out to us at maggie ruley on twitter or at scoby use the hashtag the airpod so we can find it maggie thanks again
1: thanks Oma. great to catch up
0: look after yourselves guys be kind to one another and we'll see you next week